Now let's get to the interesting stuff. John Mayer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Hello and welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's the internet's only hot take machine. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. This is episode six episode of our six. 18th season. 18 by six. Wherein we listen to the albums of Jonathan Mayer. Oh. I'm assuming it's Jonathan. Maybe it's not. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I don't know. It probably isn't true. Do people, do Jonathans go by J-O-H-N ever? Uh... That's a good question. And also, how do you feel about, like, may- this might be the most interesting conversation? <laughs> <laughs> the most the most of a hot take that we could get for this mm. episode? Mm. What are you talking about, Cameron? This is a red-hot album, just full of scorching <laughs> musical licks <laughs> and just red-hot opinions and okay. controversy. And it's definitely not sleepy at all. <laughs> to be clear... It's not bad. And it's actually like, there's some really lovely moments in it or some fairly lovely moments in it, but it's, you know, yeah, there's not a whole lot to John's calmed down in a lot of ways. There's one, like there's one kind of patronizing, um, response to Taylor Swift in one of these songs. But other than that, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty chill. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, his full name, John Clayton Mayer, Clayton, John Clayton. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, oh, and he was in a, a band with Clay Cook. Hmm? Now, Coincidence? That? I think not. Oh, just some guy he was at a band with. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the album, uh, what is it, Paradise Valley, I think is what it's That's called. That's right. Uh, yeah. Which he is, he, he, he got like a ranch or like a retreat or something at... Um, so that's that's where he spends a lot of time. It's in Montana. Oh. It's a county that has voted uh, for Trump the last two elections, of course. Um, just wanted to look that up, <laughs> just to like yeah. head off any um, any uh, any j- just to like ground any discussion of uh, salt of the earth, uh, good country people that John Mayer might get into. <laughs> Whatever, Montana yeah. rules. I mean, it's it's a pretty state. Yeah. And that's where a lot of uh, the United States Métis folks live. So mm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out to Jamie Foxx with one X. One X, who's yeah. My, fa- my favorite Métis fiddler. Ah, oh, they're so good. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, yeah, this is, he's, he's kind of doing a, a sort of, well, similar to the last album, kind of a country-tinged folk rock uh, yeah. kind of thing. Um, I was trying to th- rem- in, like in some out- of the like artwork for this album, and some of the songs and singles. He's like wearing a big old poncho. Yeah, he's got some real Johnny Depp core uh, like aesthetic <laughs> yeah. going on in the front cover of this album. Yeah, it's it's hard 2013. Yeah, um, and there's definitely some hard 2013 uh, music stuff going on too. There's some mm-hmm. he really gets into some genericana shit. Um. Yeah, so he um, he seems like we mentioned he's settled down, and I think he is kind of just settling into. He doesn't. Well, I don't know if he wants to be or not, but he's not really the superstar he once was. He seems yeah. to be okay with that. Uh, he doesn't seem to be tr- trying to write like big pop hits anymore or anything. He kind of just wants seems to want to settle down into being like Jeff Tweedy or like Neil Young or something. Um, yeah, I kind of respect it. I was like, yeah. You know, it's always a little easier to listen to someone when they don't have a big chip on their shoulder. Yes, exactly. Um, on the other hand, it's a little bit harder to like be entertaining in to talk about. There's not yes. a whole lot to talk about. Yes, you know, we'll exactly. find something. But mm-hmm. um, I, I have some hot takes about. Uh, uh, there's a cover he does of a JJ Kale song, um, but my hot take is mostly. <laughs> this is an unnecessary cover and it basically sounds like John Mayer doing karaoke. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know how much mileage You're I'm going to get You're burning up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So any other general thoughts about this album before getting into the songs? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, just a little bit more Genericana, a few more moments than the last album. Um, I think that there's some, there's some nice lyrical moments in this album. Mm. Some like specific images in a way that have, there's more kind of specific images packed into this album than have been in previous albums. There's Mm -hmm. not a ton but there's more where I'm like, oh, that was nice. Or like, oh, that's like an insightful little lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also, I don't know, some like, I think, I, I feel like Johnny, uh, I almost called him Johnny Depp. I feel like John Mayer has, <laughs> he looks has done so well much like to Johnny sort Depp. of, I think he's done well to sort of try to lean into some specific traditions instead of just adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um there's like a there's like a country or like a Western swing song later on with like an AABA form Mm -hmm. and i think it's really lovely and when you do that kind of thing it does you don't have to have a profound song because you're like leaning on this tradition and he does it and i think in a really um effortless way and yeah yeah it's pretty cool oh dang i this is something we haven't talked about before uh he had a really bad granuloma on his vocal cords Ooh, Um, this is uh i didn't know what a granuloma is uh besides a monster from D &D, uh is uh, something that forms in response to chronic inflammation. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So he, this actually like troubled the production of his last album too. Like he thought he was never going to be able to sing again. He thought he was going to have to be a session musician uh, as like a profession instead of a, you know, oh, pop artist. Yeah. But they man- he managed to recover. Huh. He had, apparently Why does, some he, does hot- he have to work again? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good question. Like, yeah. Maybe he just wants he want to. to. Yeah. Does has he guested that much on other people's stuff? Could he work as a session musician? Um, potentially. He apparently played with Frank Ocean and the Rolling Stones in 2012. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, when he wasn't singing, and and Frank Ocean makes an appearance on this album. Yes. It's kind of a strange short appearance in a reprise of a song from earlier. Yeah. What is he doing with these reprises? He did one on the last album too. I don't know. It's yeah. fine. I I don't mind it as an idea. Yeah. But it's like, why are you coming back to this idea? Is <laughs> often the <laughs> It's never like the strongest song. Yeah. Well Well wait. Should we um should we uh go on to this first track with a title that is not soured with time? Yeah. <laughs> At this, all. This is something that we still love and is still a great metaphor and has never um been something that's been bad recently in the region that we live in it's called wildfire <laughs> swim inside it we could string some lights up to help beside it tonight the moon's so bright you could, you could drive with your headlights out because a little bit of summer's what the whole year's all I would not recommend driving with your headlights out, even if the mood is bright. <laughs> All those claps and stomp claps. It's so twee. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I mean, I wasn't annoyed by the, the tweeness of it. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big tweeness. It's just, you know, just a little unobtrusive <laughs> tweeness. <laughs> it's what you do with the tweeners <laughs> exactly. that matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a little bit of summer is what the whole year is all about. Uh, apparently I didn't get the chorus in the sound sample of this because apparently there's a chorus that says, you look fine, fine, fine. Put your feet up next to mine. Uh, we can watch that waterline get higher and higher. You and me have been catching on like a wildfire. I think that tonight the moon's so bright you could drive with your headlights out. I think that's a fun little a fun little thing to say. It's a fun little thing to say, but not very yeah. safe. <laughs> safety first. Safety first. I am demoting John Mayer from safety officer at Safety Town. Yeah. I think he's going to be have to be a safety civilian at Safety Town. Um, the other things that are I think nice little details. River strong. You can't swim inside it. Um, that conjures up a lot of uh 
sensory experiences like sound mm-hmm. and yeah that seems to be like a flood and force yeah the water line's getting higher and higher i like i like this little thing right here um don't get up just to get another you can drink from from mine we can't leave each other um that is potentially clingy and scary or codependent uh-huh but <laughs> yeah I, I think that it, it, in the context musically of this song, it's like it's like kind of sweet. It's like don't get up and get another drink. Uh, just just drink my drink. I don't want you to leave. We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, you know, taste my backwash. Come on. <laughs> really, people who are close to each other, they know what each other's backwash tastes like. Come on. Yeah. Get with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, an important important part of the cocktail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you, this verse though? This verse three, which is yeah. more of a bridge. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. <laughs> I, I have a sound sample. Do you want to play it? Yeah, I do. Oh, it's mostly of. the delivery, which is a bit much. Yes. It's very affected. I think it's the first bar on chord. It sounds like Flight of the Concords doing a pastiche of like a Curtis Mayfield song. Oh God, yeah, magpie feather in his medicine bag. <laughs> also, that that I don't know. That, a white it guy feels vaguely appropriative. Yeah, a white I guy like... using the word the phrase medicine bag. Uh, again, very Johnny Depp. Also, doesn't <laughs> seem like maybe the best thing for a white guy to do. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. I'm like how specifically it's appropriative to someone, but it feels just like sort of generic Native American appropriation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, he's, he's become the, uh, he's become the Pendleton of, of adult contemporary songwriters. Ah! Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I just looked up medicine bag in on Wikipedia. It is, a uh, usually a small pouch worn by some indigenous peoples of the Americas that contains sacred items. Uh, so it seems very specifically appropriative. Um, okay, there so you go. That's great. So that's great. Good job, John Mayer. <laughs> You've done it again, Mayer. Um, yeah, but in his, he just has like a weird rock and a random feather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't sound very important. <laughs> um, okay, so there's more solos in this album than there were in the last one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a fair amount of them are like, I think I've gotten a bit bored of his soloing vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But I think the solo in this album, sorry, sorry, in, in this song is the most interesting one that he does on the album. Mm-hmm. Later on, there's a pedal steel player. That's like one of the big scene uh, or like big industry pedal steel players that plays on everyone's shit. Um, and it's kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the best solo that I think John Mayer does in this album. Mm. And it's not even the whole thing. It's a long solo. Mm-hmm. I think it's timbrely compelling. Mm-hmm. I think it's it sounds some, cool. Is that that's that's a wah pedal, right? I don't know. It mm. sounds so. It sounds different. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Rami Jaffe plays um, on this album. Plays keyboards. Uh, he was in the Wallflowers, and oh, apparently cool. the Foo Fighters. I don't know. Interesting. There was overlap between. Those I two. think there's a lot of really lovely piano playing in this album. Um, He's good, and some some like Whirly and Rhodes sound and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, that, that must be him. Yeah. Although there's someone else credited with keyboards on a lot of these tracks as well. So. Oh, oh no, no! Rami Jaffe is just on tracks one and eight. I thought it was one. I feel like eight. Rami Jaffe's come up on the show before. Has he? Did he play on I like so? Um, that sounds familiar. I'm looking at his Garth picture on the Genius right now. Maybe looks familiar. I used Rami to really Jaffe. like the Wallflowers. I was really into their first like couple albums, including their first first album, which came out in '92, that most people didn't know about. I don't think I've heard any of their music. <laughs> well, um, what should we talk to? next 
What? Dear <laughs> stuck about. Should we talk well, to, talk to this Dear song. Marie? <laughs> yeah. Remember me. I'm the boy you used to love when you were 15. Remember me. I'm the boy you used to love when you were 15. Now I wonder what you think when you see me in a magazine. So both Cameron and I are, be- are being very distracted uh, by just messing with our camera feeds at each other. I'm going to try a dolly zoom real quick. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, no, that was just a glitch on my end. I was totally just um, enraptured and transported by this nostalgic song about his 15-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Back like when he like was 15. Th- like when Facebook he was 15. It's not, it's, not a th- it's, not a, it's not a Jerry Seinfeld type thing. It was back okay. when they were both 15, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one of these days we should follow through in our threat to allow people to 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 uh, see or hear the show as as we record then we could share these these great uh camera goofs with everyone yeah, yeah. everyone on the discord which um i don't know it's been a bit quiet lately we should get yeah. a little rowdy on there again yeah we should okay so i think the form of this song is kind of nice it's it's like a very sort of it's kind of like a blues form mm-hmm. it's it's the the first line and the second line are the same lyrically but but um one is over the one chord one's over the four chord and then there's a third unique line uh, or the third line is a unique line and it sort of answers the first one mm-hmm. uh and i think it's kind of simple just kind of simple and nice uh and i think that most of the song is actually really lovely um for, for instance from time to time I go looking for your photograph online from time to time. I go, go looking for your photograph online. Some County judge in Ohio is all I ever find. He must not uh, think much I of think- her. If he thinks she can't be a County judge, <laughs> dear Marie, you're too stupid to be a County judge is what I think. <laughs> Signed Maybe John Mayer. Bailiff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for some reason, the idea of calling someone a bailiff as an insult, I think it's... <laughs> you fucking <arrested>. bailiff. <laughs> You're such a bailiff. <laughs> Stop being such a bailiff, jeez. <laughs> that's very funny. What do you mean? I don't know. Um, I think that's like a... I think that's a really smart little lyric. This is what I was talking about earlier. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, I've done this before. Look, Tried to look someone up online that I haven't heard from in a while. How do I get a hold of them? Or just curious or nosiness. Mm-hmm you know, curiosity. And then, you know, if it's someone with a name like Marie, mm-hmm. uh, it, I, you're probably not going to be able to find them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably going to find some County judge in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause potentially she might've changed her name when she got married or something like, yeah. I mean, just to like, that's something that could influence how many search results you could get. Um, yeah. Or just yeah. like most people don't have much of a, you know, an internet footprint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm. I'm not quite sure how to think about this song because it's it's clearly very indulgently nostalgic, um, which you love, which I love, which is my favorite thing. Um, Nostalgia used to be a disease, you know. <laughs> uh, guys, remember back in the good old days when nostalgia diagnosis. was a disease? <laughs> Shit, I stepped on the bit. What were you, What did you say? I stepped all over it. That was my bit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so indulgently nostalgic. But he also, I don't know, he uses it as, as a way to reflect also on himself. And um, he asks her, if you're further up the road, can you show me what I still can't see? Like acknowledging that people his own age that he grew up with, that he was in love with back in the day, are maybe more advanced than him. And he still is like, not as grown up yeah. as he might want to be. Yeah. Um, now I wonder what you think when you see me on the magazine. I always think it's so, so interesting to hear um, songwriting that's about fame. I always mm-hmm. think it's like kind of weird and it's like yeah. really hard to earn. Yes. Um, it's like, Oh, this is so, so specifically personal for this thing that most people don't experience. Mm-hmm. Like Billie Eilish just released this single called NDA. 
Mm. And in it, like at the end of the first verse, she talks about having a cute boy over. And then before he leaves, she makes him sign an NDA. Ah! Which is like a, it's very hip hop and like very like, uh, I think hip hop as a genre does that the best. Talking about yourself and your career mm-hmm. and your, uh, sort of like a, a way to measure your power. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think that was a great kind of specific that's not relatable, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, yeah, we're you're saying that you should be in you. The songwriter is saying that you should be interested in me, even the, in the ways that I'm inaccessible to you um, mm-hmm. or uh, unrelatable to you. Um, you're interested in my narrative. And then that's a bl- it's you, it's sort of like a it's a move to do that because you're inviting criticism, mm-hmm. criticism like. I'm not interested in your life or mm-hmm. your narrative. <laughs> I'm interested in maybe a good song that you would write. Mm-hmm. But so, but I'm interested in the narrative of John Mayer's uh, self-reflection to the extent that it seems to be going somewhere. And mm-hmm. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Well, this song I think is really lovely and t- toes that line with like nostalgia until it veers hard into Mumford territory. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. I was like, Cameron's going to love this when I, when I was listening to it. Oh my Lord. Oh Lordy me. Oh Lordy my, here we go. Oh Oh boy. It's not a melody folks. It's not, it's not it's not great. God, yeah. I feel like I'm in church. <laughs> it fucking sucks. God, you're right. That is like the Mumford sound is kind of like applying CCM, Christian contemporary music, yep. to secular music. I never thought it ver- of it that way. I think it very it very much is. And usually yeah. it's the other way around, you right. know? Mm-hmm. There's like one time when like CCM was able to influence the culture <laughs> and infect it. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty insidious. Yeah, not great. Not my favorite. All right. Um, let's see. What else should we talk about? Should we talk about waiting on the day or just skip to Paper Doll? Let's talk about Paper Doll. Okay. This mint green is new for spring. My love didn't cost a thing. You like 22 girls and one. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that's apparently about Taylor Swift, supposedly. Um, I guess the re- the the references there would be like twenty two, and running from twenty two is a Taylor Swift song. I don't know about you, huh? But I feel in twenty two. Oh right, that pause is going to be taken is is not going to <laughs> happen because of my automatic pause deletion. But at this least actually, there'll be me going um, what? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> just you immediately questioning <laughs> yeah the what um, little do our listeners know but this is actually a, a very sort of pensive and contemplative show but then i run a, a, a silent shortener yeah it. it's very slow paced it makes it sound real snappy yeah there's oftentimes three four five minutes of silence between each statement that we say this 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 uh, show takes 48 hours to record typically <laughs> the john cage of podcasts <laughs> Ta-da, the joke um yeah this is um i i hate men using the word girl i think i just it i don't i don't like hearing john mayer say you're like 22 girls in one it's like don't you don't have to yeah no you don't have to use that word <laughs> the g word <laughs> i mean yeah i feel like this song is is it's it's like shaming taylor swift for not being as mature as john mayer because as John Mayer thinks he is because she's so much younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, she's acting her age, you know, <laughs> doesn't have certain things figured out and neither do you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but what's your excuse? Cause you're fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think this song is a little gross. Um, yeah. he, he's supposed, I mean, he says that it's, Apparently, he has an Instagram talk show called Current Mood. And in 2019, he said, 
it wasn't who people thought it was about. So for whatever that's worth, there do seem to be several direct references to Taylor Swift lyrics and songs. So I don't know how much we can believe him on his Instagram talk show. I mean, maybe it's like he like dated like a legion of souls. (laughs) Maybe he dated 22 girls and then wrote this song about all of them collectively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's, it's also, I just, I hate the conceit of the song as paper doll. That, that to me is just like so fucking infantilizing and objectifying and is like, so patronizing talking down to the people. paper doll come try it on step out of that black chiffon here's a dress of gold and blue sure was fun being good to you um and then later on he says fold a scarf moroccan red tie your hair behind your head strap into some heels that hurt you should have kept my undershirt it's like the only thing that he thinks about her is that she is like this weird doll that changes clothes and so therefore she's like 22 girls in one because she has different outfits that she wears like what the fuck dude (laughs) yeah um i think there's been some changes in the culture around uh ideas about authenticity Mm -hmm. uh and the idea that one can code switch Mm -hmm. or that one can you know that like uh one could choose to you know shave their legs because they want to Mm -hmm. um and that that is okay Mm-hmm. And that other times that they could not because they don't want to mm-hmm. and accept the sort of different responses that you would get or, or rail against them or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just like the idea that, you know, people have agency and that they can change what they're doing and change their minds or mm-hmm. be whimsical, have different outfits, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it gets the most patronizing. Yeah. When, when he says, was it just too far to fall for a little paper doll? Little paper doll. Little. And I think he means like f- to, to fall from him. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Ugh. that's, it's just gross. Yeah. It's very gross. Ugh. I don't like it. The music video is really strange. It's just this, um, it looks like maybe a middle, middle-aged or maybe like later middle-aged, very tall long-legged uh woman who's dancing down a street and that's the whole video it's it looks like it's all one shot and oh. she's just doing the same move kind of over and over again she is it's, re- it's really it's really weird is this really the official video i mean it's on his page oh so i don't i well she talks in the beginning of it and like, maybe we the should the lyrics are, are showing up on the screen oh is it like motion type po- no, it's not even that. It's, it's not just even like that. it looks like it was made in YouTube's like editing function. It does. <laughs> Will you play the beginning where she's talking? Can uh, we figure sure. this out? Um, Man, this is weird. Yeah. There's almost something like kind of Tim and Ericy about it. Yeah. Or uh, like David Lynch. Advanced Prancer Size. Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbeck of Prancer Size LLC, and by now you know the four modes of Prancer Size. However. What about a prance to romance to? So what about romancercising to John Mayer's paper doll? If you're pregnant or nursing, you should consult a physician before you romancercise. However, if you're not pregnant or nursing, why not consult Jared? Wow. How how did this happen? I don't know. This he shared it. It's it, okay. and and the 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 credits. It's from his official account. The credits say music video by John Mayer performing Paper Doll copyright 2013 Columbia Records. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. I think I think maybe something that's happening. I'm not sure about this, but YouTube at some point changed the way that they do their like credits and rights and stuff. Um, and it has some sort of like listening thing where it listens through all of its videos and then it'll change the like video notes. Like, I oh. wonder if something like that happened where like it, it got DMCA'd somehow or something. Yeah. And like, some, but like they changed it so it wouldn't be taken down if you use a pop song, but it would just be credited to the right person. Oh, um, and, and yeah, like that part of the ad revenue would go towards them. 
And it, and it makes me wonder if somehow that happened or if this really was because like all these notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so bizarre. Let's read some comments. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how many takes this took <laughs> is one of, <laughs> is one of the comments. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to John Mayer wake up one day and say, I want a weird woman to interpretive dance to my song. Huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a whole uh, here, there's a whole article so, about this on HuffPo. Okay. Great. John Mayer has released his latest single in a bizarre way. The 35 year old musician debuted his new song Paper Doll by releasing a lyric video for the track in the form of a prancer size video. Uh, the fitness <laughs> craze invented by Joanna Rohrbach, which has exercisers imitating the movement of a horse, recently went viral. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so okay. apparently this can you, is. Can we put that in the sh- yeah? In the- learning links i'll pop that over to you okay there you go that's so uh, but but that's the is john mayer's new track about taylor swift it's about yeah, prancer size i think we've determined yeah. that at this point yeah but their clickbait headline is about whether it's about taylor swift yeah <laughs> well you, you know you got to do what you got to do to get those clicks so that you yeah. can talk about the real issues like prancer size uh yeah exactly um so here's something interesting about this song. Uh, the Genius has some tag features, and this song is tagged as country, beef, singer-songwriter, folk rock, ballad, adult alternative, etc., etc. Um, I'm going to click on the beef tag and see where that takes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, click on the beef tag. Uh, yeah, go to genius.com slash tag slash beef. Uh, Hit him up by Tupac, Kill Shot by Eminem, The Fall of Jake Paul by Logan Paul. I mean, these are all about, oh. oh, that kind of beef. Oh, I get it. Well, obviously, what did you think? I just thought uh, they were applying it as like a genre of music. It's beef core, you know? Yeah. This new John Mayer song kind of beefy. Uh, I'm partial to pork tunes myself. <laughs> you would be, you old horny toad. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. You only have those in France. I don't know. It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on. All right. Let's listen what to... What else should we talk about? Let's listen to a very unnecessary cover of Call Me the Breeze, which is a J.J. Yeah. Kale song. So John Mayer does his best to sing exactly like J.J. Kale and puts a vocal effect on his voice like J.J. Kale and uh, basically does everything he can to make it sound like exactly the original song. Like the guitar, like timbre is pretty huh. much the same. It's, um, what's, what, what's the point? Why are you doing this, John Mayer? Um, yeah, I just, I... I have to assume that it's just sort of like a nerdy, like he's like, well, this is like, you know, I want to play some trad music. I think is like his attitude Maybe. about it. I guess. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I have this platform. I can, you know, record whatever I want. As long as I have enough singles, I may I'll do a JJ Kale and I'll just recreate so. it. I guess. Which I, I, I agree with you. It's not particularly uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to cover di- a song... It's not dissimilar from, like, a famous actor, you know, releasing an album. Like a Tony Collette album, you know. Yeah, or Gus Van Sant, like, covering a movie, like Psycho. <laughs> That's still one of the most bizarre things to have ever happened in uh, Hollywood's long and weird history. Yeah, and Gus Van Sant's done some weird shit already. <laughs> yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so everyone go listen to the original JJ Kale version. It's off a very good album called naturally, which is his first album. Great. Uh, everyone go to check that out. Um, it does end in a weird way, which I see you have a sound sample of. Yeah. Yeah. Does this not happen in the original? I haven't heard the original. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Cool. Right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Right. Cool. Right. <laughs> And, uh, that's, it's really that's it. It, it's so hard to have like a a convincing candid moment in mm-hmm. uh, in a music album. 
I think, mm-hmm. and to have I it not agree. be irritating. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, what so else? So Katy Perry. Katy Perry is on this album. I don't uh, think the song is very good, but you know we could cover it real quick and yeah. and do another candid ending. Yeah. And I tried to run before, but I'm not running anymore. Cause I fought against it hard enough to know that you love who you love, who you love. You love who you love, who you love. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sound sample of the Katy Perry part? Yeah. It's the ending. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's not actually her verse. It's just her uh, being charmed, I guess, by something mm-hmm. that happened in the studio. Mm-hmm. Totally candid and natural. Very convincing, I'd have to say. S- swish, swish, bish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Katy Perry would say. Were they in a relationship? Because Genius says, "Yep." What? They're performing call and response vocals with lyrics explicitly about one another. What? Did I just not know he was in a relationship with Katy Perry? I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 Apparently, he uh, did date Katy Perry, according to the Wikipedia. I'm, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I guess that's interesting, and then there's just silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, what do you say about it? Yeah. I'm not really interested in Katy Perry. I like certain of her songs a lot, but as like a person or as like an icon, I don't have a lot to want to say about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. What, what, what the hell should we talk about? Um, oh, we could talk about how apparently, uh, John Mayer has a signature guitar from Martin with a list price of $15,000. Fine. And he had a, he had a signature electric guitar from PRS that was, uh, retailed for over $10,000 each. <sighs> Oh my god! <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? Um, okay, we well, got it, flaunt it, baby, flaunt it. We could talk. We could talk about the Wildfire reprise featuring Frank Ocean because it's basically a different song. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and then, and then I think we should talk about "You're No One Till Someone Lets You Down" because I think it's actually like a a great sort of traditional form kind of jazz, western swing, country song. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Sorry, this is a total tangent, but um, I've I'm really going down the rabbit hole in the tags uh, tonight. And uh, this song, or sorry, this past song, "Who You Love," is tagged with LGBTQ plus. I don't. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, the lyrics in a vac, well, those lyrics in a vacuum would f- maybe seem that way, but I do not think that it is that is in the text of the song. No, it's not. All right, yeah. uh, let's go into "Wildfire Reprise" featuring Frank Ocean. Just a man might cry Back in Paris you told me you were suicidal It's not a vacation if I lose you to the Eiffel You're gorgeous but you can't fly A hidden admirer sent me roses wide as fire We took our handfuls, it was war Have you listened to much Frank Ocean? Uh, I listened to his first album uh, quite a bit back in, I guess, what, 2012 or so. I like that song, Bad Religion. I think that song is really interesting and beautiful. Is that on his first album? I don't know. Channel Orange is the one I'm thinking of. That sounds right. Oh, I forgot he was part of uh, Odd Future. That's still hey, weird. Yeah, you're a big fan of them. What? Me? Aren't you? Didn't well, you introduce me to them? I... I uh, watched several of their videos back in like 2011 2012 sounds like sounds like you're an expert mark <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um okay well yeah i don't know that much about frank ocean um it's i guess this is sort of some kind of a storytelling little little song little moment it's about someone who uh kills themselves by jumping off the eiffel tower yeah or at least in the second verse. Yeah. And then it says wildfire a bunch of times. Yes. It's very abstract. Um, yeah. It's written by John Mayer and Frank Ocean. Uh, yeah. The, the first verse is like a little bit 
uh, hard to follow. Only a nascent trying to harness huge fire out on the beach in the darkness, starting bonfire. So gorgeous a man might cry. Burning trees in the basement start a cool fire. Feel my heartbeat racing, baby. You're on fire. So gorgeous a man might cry. Yeah, I, is that how how to use the word nascent? I thought it was more of um, an adjective. It is an adjective. Um, maybe he is nouning the adjective. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Fine. It's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, I might have mentioned this on this show, but I, I do enjoy the um, the Screen Rant pitch meeting videos. Um, it involves uh, this guy, Ryan George, playing two characters and like uh, talking to himself. Uh, one of them is a skeptical movie executive, and one of them is like the pitcher, the writer, or the producer of the new movie who's like pitching it. And, uh, and he uses it as like a way to point out some of the weird things or like inconsistencies in a movie or whatever. And one of my favorite things that the, uh, skeptical producer sometimes says in response to like the pitch meeting per uh, guy saying like, Oh, and then like the, you know, uh, Davy Jones is going to jump out of the, the ocean and the latest, uh, pirates care of the Caribbean movies. The, uh, the producer executive guys like, sure, that may as well happen. <laughs> And uh, I feel like that's the attitude applied towards plot lines in many major blockbusters. And uh, that's how I'm sort of feeling about this album. There's like this uh, wildfire reprise with Frank Ocean. And like, yeah, sure, that might as well happen. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stick out like the sorest of thumbs uh, <laughs> in this album. Uh, all right, let's let's listen to this You're No Until Someone Lets You Down. Yeah. This is kind of like a great little classic country song. There we go. Till someone lets you down You believe that all people were kind And that you'd never mess with your mind You gave her your trust and she busted your crown You're no one till someone lets you down Yes, I've been Is that a phrase people use, busted your crown? Did he invent that? Uh, I don't think so. Um, the, the Jack and Jill would be the closest. Yeah, they broke their crown, they or Jack did. broke broke his crown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, busted crown. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this this is one of those classic like reverse engineered from a you know you take one little snappy catchy idea mm-hmm. you know it until someone lets you down, which I think is great. Yeah. It's it could be a tattoo and, that someone wears that yeah. has. I mean, not wears has. <laughs> people use wears in, in weird ways sometimes. Like people sometimes say that 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 man wears a beard. It's like, well, is he, is he wearing? Who are it? you wearing? <laughs> Who are you wearing? A beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think the rest of the lyrics are necessarily that compelling or like can earn that snappy little idea. But um, it doesn't really matter. Because the song's kind of cute, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got that, like I said before, an AABA kind of kind of form instead of a verse chorus kind of form. Um, so this is the same kind of form you would hear in like a classic jazz song. Mm-hmm. Usually it um, usually it goes A A B A all singing, and then A A instrumental, mm-hmm. and then B A singing. And I think that's what this one does, if I remember right. Uh, and in the instrumental, we got a killer pedal steel solo from um, Paul Franklin. Paul Franklin. Yeah. And uh, if I just look at the other credits that Paul Franklin has, I'm just going to list off a bunch of songs. Uh, Red, Taylor Swift, oh. uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, oh. uh, Begin Again, Taylor Swift, um, I Hope You Dance, Leanne Womack, oh. um, Dear Marie from earlier. Um, let's see. Troubadour, George Strait. He's got some Blake Shelton on here. Um, he's played with, uh, Cheryl Crow, Lionel Richie, uh, yeah, apparently a bunch of work Lyme. with Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits. Yeah. This guy uh, gets around. Loretta, Loretta Lynn, mm. Keith Urban, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. he, just indiscriminate Kid pedal steel playing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hey, you gotta make make that paper. That's true. You do. There's one person who gets to be a pedal steel professional, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta take every job. <laughs> basically. 
for, for those of you who are under un, unfamiliar with what a pedal steel is, because I didn't even see one in person until I don't know a few years ago, because mm. um, I wasn't watching that much like live country music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sort of like one of the last um, one of the last qualities of country music that codes a song as country right. that sort of persisted in pop country music until I don't know a few years ago or the last decade or so when pop country just is just like no longer country in any kind of recognizable way, except for this like very pandering kind of drawl that's affected Mm -hmm. um, in, in the vocals, but then everything else is just trap music. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Which is not inherently bad, but, um, uh, but you know, there's reason to question it and it, feels like it's often happening for uh, cynical reasons. And yes. The best people to do it are people like Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, pedal steel is, um, it's basically, it's like an electric guitar, but it's like usually, it's often like two kind of electric guitars that are flat and sort of embedded into this like table, this like metal mm-hmm. table basically. And um, yeah, often it's, two of them and then they're tuned in like two different open chords so that between the two guitars um you can kind of get whatever kind of melody you want and play more or less chromatically and you play with the slide with your left hand um usually one of those i think metal ones that you have to hold with like two or three fingers right um and um and then you use a uh you use picks like uh, metal picks like for a, a banjo or uh, a dobro or whatever um, mm-hmm. for your right hand and um, you typically play these like long sustained melodies for like a slower song or you can play like a ripping um, solo that just kind of slides all over the place and um, you can play just intricate lines even though you're just using a slide and mm-hmm. yeah and when I say you I mean pedal steel players who not that many people know how to play it's like a it's a complicated instrument instrument. yeah but it's so important to code specific music um yeah and uh yeah i think my my understanding is Hmm? no go ahead my understanding is that it's sort of earlier like lap steel it was maybe like an earlier kind of version of the pedal steel and like mm-hmm. was really popular in Hawaiian music. And I think it was sort of appropriated into um, country music from that. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I think that that's right. Like, yeah, country music has borrowed, you know, like Swiss yodeling and like Hawaiian yeah. slide guitar and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. The earlier uh, mostly acoustic version version of the instrument is often known as a dobro. Um, which sure. typically has like six to eight strings and is like played also horizontally with a slide and like finger picks and stuff. Um, a couple important things about dobro, that that kind of dobro and a, a pedal guitar is that they uh, they often have frets or have frets painted on, but they are not used. It's all intonation based on the sliding bar that you're using with your left hand if you're a right-handed player. Um, so you get those kinds of like slides that you could get on a fiddle. Um, which means it can be very expressive, but also you control the intonation and have to get the intonation yourself and make it sound in tune. And the important, the important part, and I forgot to mention this is the pedals, the pedals. That was the other thing I was going to mention. Yeah. Yeah. It's set up like a harp where Mm -hmm. you can change the pitch of the strings in order to play in different keys or change keys mid song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like Uh, the one on Wikipedia here, I think has like eight pedals. Oh my god! I didn't know they had that many. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Damn. Holy shit. Damn. That's right. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Wikipedia is saying pedals were added to a lap steel guitar in 1940, allowing the performer to play a major scale without moving the bar and also to push the pedals while striking a chord, making passing notes slur or bend up into harmony with existing notes. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Very complicated instrument um, that involves a lot of like different limb coordinations, um, which just seems like unfathomably hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have such respect for people who play them. Yeah. And it's fucking gorgeous sound. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite like electrified instrument sounds. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
Anyway. Uh, that's probably the most interesting part of that song is yes. that solo bringing in the big guns mm-hmm. paul franklin uh yeah i th- i don't know you want to be done i'm done talking about this album. i guess so yeah how he- many more how many more we got uh good question um oh i mean we should say this mm-hmm. sob rock just came out that's right he just released an album called sob like, last week between between recordings yeah oh we have two more so, uh, including sob rock yeah. We were only going to have one more. I think we knew that an album was coming, but maybe didn't know when it was happening. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the search for everything is next week. Yeah, I like the cover of Sob Sob Rock. I mean, we'll get into it, but it's it's very like throwbacky nineteen eighties, um, including oh, a, yeah. a sticker that says the nice price or a, a faux sticker that says the nice price. <laughs> cute. Um, it's cute. It is now, cute. Yeah. Now, now this the search for everything is is kind of a more challenging. Uh, oh no <laughs> album art and maybe we'll have to get into that next week but yeah he goes from Johnny Depp core to James Franco core and I it's even worse <laughs> not not a fan uh, of that James Franco guy All right. Um, yeah well until next week where we talk about the search for everything thanks for listening everyone uh, until that time you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at Tobias podcast uh write up those reviews on itunes uh jam those stars uh that's a great way to support us you can support us even more directly by going to our patreon at support.boxset.website and if you kick us a few bucks a month uh you'll get access to all of our bonus materials which uh in the last couple years has mostly been our weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly and this week we it was a pretty long one uh cameron talked about the black widow movie and i talked about um fear street part colon part one m dash 1994 has a lot of punctuation <laughs> the, the most punctuated movie we've ever covered probably it's true, it's true. yeah uh, you should also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool oh, just go do it already if you haven't give it a shot yeah. come on what do you got to lose yeah. what could possibly go wrong <laughs> that's kind of foreboding way to say that <laughs> but yeah fine you're i don't disagree <laughs> All right. Well, I've been Nathan Worst thing Hunt. is you could Ooh, what? want nope. to become an old-time musician. What's that? And become downwardly mobile like us. Down, yay, downwardly dog mobile. <laughs> um, yes. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm like 22 girls in one. <laughs> I'm, I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I'm a level 8 granuloma. <laughs> <laughs> Granuloma. It sounds like it's the crimes fake. of granuloma. Yeah, it sounds like a friggin' like uh like uh uh what's the what's what's that turfy broad what what is from the UK? <laughs> What's that turfy bride? Uh, what is she? Just kidding, Rowling. That's who it is. I remember now. Yeah, it sounds like something she would make up. A granuloma. <laughs> oh, boy. I amuse myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>